Brothers and sisters, return with me in the precious Word of God to Psalm 51. God's inerrant Word, verses 1 through 4, Psalm 51. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to your loving kindness. According to the multitude of your tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is always before me. Against you, you only have I sinned and done this evil in your sight that you may be found just when you speak and blameless when you judge. Oh Lord, as we have just heard your word, which is our life, we ask that by your spirit, you would open our hearts now to understand this part of your word and then to be quick to apply it by the power of your grace. We ask that our hearts might be ready to partake of this communion with you, with, humble, with a humble heart, acknowledging our sin and, and then acknowledging your wonderful deliverance from it by the grace we know in the Lord Jesus Christ. And we pray this in his name. Amen. Verse 4 begins with David continuing to acknowledge his sin to the Lord. Last week we saw, he said, I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is always before me. So he's acknowledging that. And he said, beginning in verse 4, against you, you only, have I sinned. Well, that's kind of a shocking statement maybe. It may, it's kind of surprising at the least. David had clearly sinned against Uriah. He was murdered. He clearly sinned against Bathsheba. He sinned against his own people in a broad sense. But he is here led, uh, I believe, to pour out his heart and to confess his sin against the Lord and against the Lord's commandments. The Reformation Study Bible says, Rebellion against God was the root of his sin, and his crime injured people who belonged to God and transgressed a social order created by God. Last week, we just looked at James 5 a little bit, verse 16. The Lord uh, tells us that we should confess our sins to one another and pray for one another that we might be healed. So that healing among us uh, must take place as we confess. And there's a healing in going to the Lord, certainly, first of all. So David, his sin was against the law of God, and his sin did impact those around him. Charles Spurgeon said that he, he, Spurgeon said he had sinned against other people, obviously. And then he said, but just now, meaning in this passage, just now, the thought of his sin against God swallowed up all else. All his offenses against his fellow men were trivial compared with the high treason, high treason, which he had committed against his God. And I thought that was interesting, his use of the word treason. So I looked that up, and I, I think it is a helpful word to help us understand our sin. We call sin by other words, too. You know, transgression, breaking of his law, um, falling short. But treason, the definition, it said, uh, attempting by overt acts to overthrow the government of a state, or in this case of a person of God, to which the offender owes allegiance. Attempting to overthrow that, the governance, the loving governance in, in our case. So it is treason against the just and righteous law of our sovereign Lord, of our master, of our king, and of our heavenly father when we act against his law. Charles Spurgeon said again, he said, to injure our fellow men is sin, mainly because in so doing we violate the law of God. David was so filled with a sense of the wrong done to the Lord uh, himself that all other confession was swallowed up in a brokenhearted acknowledgement of offense against him. David is brokenhearted, and he confessed, he acknowledged his sin. 
And then David admitted that uh, he, he had done this in the sight of God. He said, uh, in, I've done this evil in your sight. He acknowledged to the Lord. I did this in your sight. We sin always in the sight of God, in, in, in the knowledge of God. You all know Psalm 139. O Lord, you have searched me and known me. You know my sitting down and my rising up. You understand my thought afar off. You comprehend my path and my lying down. You are acquainted with all my ways. For there is not a word on my tongue, but behold, O Lord, you know it all together. He knows it all. Nothing can be hidden from an all-knowing God. Thinking otherwise is foolish. And sin is foolish. Sin is irrational. And so we actually sin. When we sin, we sin knowing we sin knowing he knows all things. We acknowledge that. Charles Spurgeon said, it's like stealing in the presence of the judge, right in front of him. You committed that sin before him. And so the judge then gives his verdict based on perfect knowledge, and our judge always does, perfect knowledge of our transgression. He is thus just, and he is thus always right when he gives his verdict. And so David said that you may be found just when you speak. That's the verdict the Lord gave. And blameless when you judge. That's actually the punishment that, that was, the discipline that was uh, put upon him. So David, as I said before, David didn't ask for an easy way out here. He didn't ask for a lighter judgment. He didn't say that, you know, this judgment's just too hard. He accepted the blameless decision of his perfect judge. In other words, he was kind of saying, Lord, you are just to punish me in any way that you choose. I deserve it, and whatever it is, you are blameless. Whatever you do, it is blameless. And we've heard twice already, this will be the third time, from 1 John 1, if we confess our sins, he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If we say we have not sinned, we make him a liar, and his word is not in us. So brothers and sisters, as we come to the table of the Lord, to rejoice uh, in him and to partake of these elements, which remind us of the cost of his redemption of us for our treason, the payment for that. May we pray as David did in Psalm 139. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Let's pray. O Lord, we are your people by your sovereign work of grace. And we are the people of your word, your precious law. And yet we commit treason against your perfect law. And so we are grateful this morning. We are grateful that we have been forgiven through the finished work of the Lord on the cross. And we are now invited, in fact, to dine with you and to commune with you, which restores us and reminds us of our unity in you. Oh Lord, may we partake now with joyful hearts by the filling of your spirit. We praise you and we thank you. And we ask all these things in the name of Jesus, our King. Amen.